What's up and welcome back to another edition of the Morning Lifter Podcast, hosted by two smart men who love dumbbells. We cover all things strength and leadership. This is episode 10. Sean, what is up? How are you, Bryce? I'm good, man. Just living in an alternate universe over here. The world's pretty much turning on end, mainly because Tom Brady is no longer a patriot. Everyone's losing their mind. Yeah, it must be tough when somebody who has six Super Bowls leaves when Cleveland stays Cleveland. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Did you think he, uh, you had hope for him to be in brown and orange? No, we. I mean, I, I like Brady or uh, Baker Mayfield. I, I like I like what he has to offer. It's just um, you know, talk about alternate universe. A Browns fan constantly lives in an alternate universe where <laughs> up is down, left is right, right is wrong. So it's <laughs> it, we're we're used to the uh, to. Everything and anything not making sense. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, hang in there. That's you know maybe the end is on the horizon. Maybe, but I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so we're back after another long break, as you listeners may imagine. There's a bit of craziness going on in the world right now. We had to you know take a week or two extra off uh, before regrouping, but we're back. We're gonna throw out another episode today. See what we can do. So. Um, obviously we want to touch on the Arnold classic, some of the huge lifts there, what you can do during the social distancing life, and then life lessons that you can learn from the gym. So first and foremost, Sean, what is the latest update on the morning lifter flags? It's a great question. Um, thank you. The, the, uh, the flags were shipping from the probably least favorite country in the world right now, China. So with the coronavirus being as it is, it looks like shipping is up in the air. So I've actually changed my supplier and uh, found a uh, an American-based supplier. And I'm going from flags to banners, vinyl banners, which will be just as good, if not probably better than the flags. You know, So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, you can still fully customize. Uh, they're a little bit smaller. They're uh, two and a half by four feet, not three by fives, but might be a little better for your space, depending. So, uh, but fully customizable. Let me know. Put it in the in the comments when you check out, and uh, I'll send you a, a draft. We'll prove it and send it on its way. Yeah, sounds good. Um, you know, just one of those things, like you say, kind of life kind of got in the way with this one. Right. Apologize for a global pandemic. Nothing we can really do about that. I know I am personally still waiting on mine and I had the first order. Uh, it's held up waiting to be received at a USPS packaging facility, according to the like the shipping directions. That yeah, I have. that's a, a, everyone. I've got one that's waiting and I have two other people that are waiting. So I appreciate the patience and one day I'm sure we'll receive them. <laughs> but yeah. in, in the in the meantime, you know, like you said, there's there's not much that that kind of stuff was out of our control i've reached out to the company but haven't heard anything yet so yeah that's not super surprising so anyway the last episode we recorded was going was a before the arnold classic that you were planning to attend yes obviously the the expo portion did not happen due to the events taking place in the country and the world, um, they did still have the powerlifting competitions and the strength competitions, but they were closed door meets and events. Um, a lot of the vendors at 
that were going to go to the expo portion still honored some of the deals and stuff that they had mm-hmm. online. Were you able to pick up anything or did you grab anything or what? The, what's the status of your home gym at this point, I guess is the question. Yeah, that so that the whole the whole one of the main goals for me going down to the Arnold was to be able to network, push the brand a little bit more and just actually have a chance to meet some of the people I've interacted with online. I was uh, I was slated to, to go talk to Power Block, slated to go talk to Zach Mars at uh, of the Mars Bar, uh, and uh, was going to go talk to Stan Efferding. I had just dropped um, an interview he had done with uh, with us earlier in the year, so there was a lot of really good opportunities to go and, and kind of pick the brains of some of these uh, elite people of strength, but. It uh, it got canceled. Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, um, in hindsight, that's probably the best call. Uh, but selfishly, I was disappointed, like everyone else was. Uh, and I, I don't even think at that time we'd understood really what the coronavirus was doing. Right, you know, that I was kind of early on. It was, and and that was a pretty drastic decision. Um. You know, I, I follow the advice, and and I, I like what Walter Bond has to say. Uh, don't watch the news. I don't like the news because all they do is breed fear. So I don't like it because they're they, in my opinion too. They've shown enough that you can't get factual based information anymore, which is really unfortunate. So it's hard to find true information. I think because things are so easily misrepresented or misstated. And things can get blown out of proportion very, very quickly in the race t- to get information first. So it's really hard to find, you know, valid data, I guess. So I don't follow the news, um, but uh, ended up finding out it got canceled. So I'd contacted some people, uh, but pretty much all of the companies, it seemed like, were still honoring because they, I mean, they were they were out of luck too. I mean, think about... right. Uh, all of the equipment, all of the materials and supplies that were shipped, I had a chance to uh, speak to um, the director of sales at PowerBlock. His name's Jay Volmer, so I got to give Jay a shout out. Um, you know, I had a chance to talk with him. He was he was going to be down there representing PowerBlock, and uh, and he when I had spoken to him, he's like, "Yeah, our all our stuff just got there." And it's already canceled, and it's, it's like, tough. wow, you, you pay all that money, you know, send it all down, and now you, what do you do with it? You know, you got to ship it all back. So, but uh, they were, you know, he had told me they were going to have a big sale, and and now, you know, now they're they're blowing up now with the with the way things are going. So I guess it kind of worked out for the companies, um, I guess in a weird sort of way. The money that they lost, probably the Arnold, they probably made up at least fivefold i would have to say because everybody sold out of stuff now right absolutely um, so but uh, he ended up shipping me a um a kettlebell one of their kettlebells uh it was an all black pro uh, commercial series kettlebell just the just the handle i used it today it's sweet uh and i actually ordered ordered the the, the other one to have the pair so i got to give jay a shout out and thanks for that um I can't wait to use it a little bit more so I can get a review on it, but it is pretty sweet. So, PowerBlock's got some really neat stuff out. 
Uh, I love their commercial series power blocks. They look incredible. One day I'll probably end up getting those, but um, ended up ordering a Mars bar too. There was a, a, a slight, slight discount, but I got, I got killed on shipping. That's where, that's where I really got hurt. Cause I was just going to buy the bar there and drive it home. Right. Absolutely. Know? So when you have to ship a oblong 60, 65 pound bar, that's going to cost some money to ship. So, uh, you know, but it, it all works out. Everything works out the way it should, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a bummer, just an absolute bummer because there's, I had planned for an entire year for that. So selfishly it was a, a huge letdown and disappointment but for the sake of the health of you know everybody else that it was the it was the right call to make right absolutely one of those things looking back at i know at the time you and i were talking about it, it was like ah, oh, maybe this might be a little bit of an overreaction looking back it's you know it was obviously the right decision so yeah i agree like i said there were still some of the strength events and the competitions that took place. I have some lifts here that I just want to highlight, some records that were broken, stuff like that. First and foremost, Julius Maddox out of the gate, Mr. Irregular Strength on Instagram. Raw bench press, all-time world record, 770 pounds. That was incredible. Absolutely insane, and it moved like an opener. Um, I believe he went 760 earlier this year in his previous meet, like a couple months ago, maybe a month or two ago. Um, but 770 all-time world record shots to Julius. Andrea Thompson in the Rogue Record Breakers Elephant Bar Deadlift Max Out competition, 621 pounds. I believe that is an Elephant Bar world record um, to Miss Andrea Thompson. Half Thor, Half Thor Bjornsson, excuse me, which is Thor from the mountain for those who aren't familiar with World Strongest Man competitions. Also on the Elephant Bar Deadlift, 1,026 pounds. Um, that that is, was wild. That was insane. That was, and he looked like he had more in the tank on that too. Yeah, I don't remember the rules exactly with that, but I think they gave him, what, three attempts and that was his third, uh, or else he might have been able to go for, for a higher total there. But uh, yeah, that moved really, really well as, as well. Um, so then they're, they also did a like a deadlift reps challenge, Rogue did. Uh, for men, it was 315, and Austin Maliolo, I apologize if I mispronounced that last name, did 315 pounds for 61 reps in two minutes. It was a two-minute time cap. So that is like over one rep every two seconds. Um, and then on the women's side, uh, 225 for reps in two minutes. Caroline Prevost, again, I apologize if I mispronounced that name, 62 reps at 225 in two minutes. And then last but not least, uh, Vanilla Gorilla 92 on Instagram, Blaine Sumner, had the heaviest squat in International Powerlifting Federation history, the IPF, which is one of the main governing bodies. They host Worlds. Um, USA Powerlifting falls underneath their jurisdiction. 515 kilograms, 1,135 pounds, squatted raw wraps, I believe it was. Um, heaviest raw squat in IPF history. That's wild. Absolutely insane. Also moved extremely, extremely quick. And I believe in this same meet, he also threw up like an over 400 kilogram bench press, which is like 900 pounds. So unreal. Blaine's an absolute unit and a hell of a lifter. So congrats to him. So yeah, so now we can hop into the meat and potatoes of this episode. 
uh, social distancing life, working out, how's quarantine treating your pal, what's changed, if anything, um, how are you holding up with this whole situation we're dealing with? Training-wise, nothing has changed for me, which is the beauty of having a home gym. So I've, I've seen a, a lot of people now are investing in home gyms, which is a it's a great thing not to knock commercial gyms or anything else like that. But when you have a home gym, it's never closed. So you always have the opportunity to go there when you need to. And uh, it's something that... Um, it's a it's a never ending expansion and it's really an investment on your health and the health of the people who live with you. So for I think it's the best of both worlds. But uh, you know, at least on the on the working side, things are kind of crazy. My wife is working at home. I'm working at home, trying to watch a four year old and a nineteen month old has has its challenges we we've bounced off the walls a little bit so we're all trying to kind of figure out how to how to work in our space so uh but we're we're getting through it just like ever, anyone else is getting through it so there are there are some good days and there are some bad but overall it's it's not bad once the weather breaks we can go outside a little bit you know get some fresh air go some for some walks and do things like that it'll be a lot easier uh, you know, to, to, to cope with this. Right. Absolutely. I think, uh, have to adjust to that new normal, right? And I was talking with you off air before we started recording here, your workout schedule pretty much hasn't changed at all. Mine really hasn't no. changed either with the whole running thing, you know, now I just run outside. Um, yeah. and not that I had been doing a whole lot of lifting, but I, I do miss it. I was getting into the gym about once a week just to, you know, feel good and lift some heavy stuff every now and then. Uh, so that's not happening, obviously. But uh, we do have some tips for those stuck at home. So what is – do you have any tips that you would like to share before I run through a couple quick ones? I, I think it, if you don't have a home gym, and I've seen I've seen a lot of people be very, uh, very creative. I've seen, um, you know, furniture lifting. I've seen people do like cinder block stuff. Uh, just, it's all about finding heavy stuff to pick up and put down. I mean, that's really, I think, strength training, resistance training at its core. Find something heavy, pick it up and put it down and do it for reps. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember who it was, but I saw some guy was leg pressing his couch. He lifted up one end uh, and, you know, was laying on the floor and put his feet under it and was leg pressing his couch. Yeah. Uh, I would just throw out the idea that nobody is too strong to perform quality body weight exercises, push-ups and planks and air squats, maybe throwing some burpees, etc. And if you feel like you are too strong to do them, add bands or time under tension. Uh, you'd be surprised how hard it is to do a set of 10 push-ups when you're doing seven-second descends. You get to the point of where you're shaking and stuff like that. So I would implore you to get creative with how you're performing the reps too if you don't have cinder blocks or heavy items or whatever. And on the flip side of that would be I found recently in the past three months that running is really, really difficult no matter how strong you are. So maybe you take this opportunity to try something new, right? So if you were powerlifting, maybe you try something else. Or if you were doing something else, you maybe try and switch gears a little bit, right? You know, due to lack of equipment or lack of availability. 
but nobody is too fit to run as fast as you can for five minutes, take a break, and do it again three or four times in a row, right? So um, there are things you can do in that regard as well. Uh, also, something I've seen circulating is like the deck of cards workout where each suit is a different exercise and you do the number of reps you draw where face cards are 11, 12, 13, um, stuff like that. So just get creative, have fun with that. I think that's a big a big issue is people lose their ability to have fun with it. You know, they think of it, um, they get so close-minded with lifting or with having to go to the gym, et cetera, but you can break a sweat and get moving and get your heart rate up doing just about anything. So get creative, have fun would be my two big tips. Yeah. Well, and to add on that, you're seeing the, uh, the push-up challenges are making their way across social media too right now. So it's just a, you know, people are coming up with fun ways to get, others involved and uh you know I, I guess just feeling good about it and 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 keeping people motivated the other thing too it's really easy to let your diet go to hell yep you know when you're bored you know you might just eat that's what i do when i'm bored i i, I find stuff to eat and then i I feel awful about it afterwards so keep that's another another reason to, to stay active um, I saw there was a, a video circulating around. If you don't have a treadmill, this guy put water on this tile floor and then put dish detergent on the bottom, and now you have a treadmill. What? I didn't you know, see that. I'll have to YouTube that. Oh yeah, yeah, that's it's out there. And uh, so now you have a treadmill, and he was, you know, you got the slippery floor, and so you just held on to the kitchen, uh, uh, the the sink there. And uh, he's, he's walking in place. That's wild. You know, so there's there's lots of things that you can do to stay active. and But that's the most important thing. If it's something that's important in, in your life, like, like fitness, you know, there are lots of things that you can do. Maybe if you've been lifting and you don't have that opportunity, like, you know, do what you're doing now, Bryce. Go out for a run or, or you know, maybe it's time to switch it up. You know, go all body weight stuff for a while. And eventually this is going to blow over and everybody will be able to get back to their normal lives. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, during this time of the uncertainty and like you said, you don't know how long it's going to last. You might not be able to build or make gains or add strength or increase size, but you don't want to lose anything, right? So if you can do just enough to stay at the level that you're at, that's probably going to be a win. So, um, you know, not everybody has a home basement gym like you do that can virtually chain like train without anything changing at all but if you can just you know make sure you're you don't lose anything that's probably probably the best bet the the people i'd say i probably say i feel the worst for are like the college athletes you know where now they don't even have access to their to their gyms i i know from from coaching i have a, a couple players that i used to coach who they they didn't have anything. So their parents, eventually they ended up buying uh, like a small miniature home gym. You know, those those kids that, that, that are, you know, trying to train at the highest level, all of a sudden, what do you do? You know, you had access to the top, the top stuff and now what do you do? You know, so, but there's a lot of people out there too. Like this is, it's a, like you, we've talked about, Bryce, these are interesting times and we're seeing a lot of people come together to help one another right now. So it's a really good thing to, uh, to see out of such a struggle. And th- it's not like this is 
it's just, it's not like this is, I would say, any any one person's fault. I know a lot of people are pointing blame at all, at all over the place. It's not this. Here's what I mean by that. This is different than the mortgage crisis of 2008. You know, this is, it's, it's different than right. that, at least in my, in my opinion, you know, and, uh, it's, it's something that I, a lot of people really didn't see coming or, or like what you and I had thought, like, People had said early on, well, it's just like the flu. Well, now we're finding out it's yeah, not. Yeah, not quite the same. It's it's tough. It just sucks all around, right? You know, it's it just yeah. sucks. It's not a good situation. But, you know, hopefully it resolves itself soon as or resolves itself soon. And, um, you know, people take the social distancing thing seriously so it can blow over um, in the next couple of weeks or so. So, um, okay. Moving into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which I think I already said, whoops. Uh, life lessons learned from the gym. So we're going to play a little word association here, Sean. I'm going to say, you know, a one or two word kind of primer. And then I want to hear your thoughts on how working out and fitness and being in the gym atmosphere has helped build, you know, these sort of qualities in you as an athlete, maybe as a coach, etc. Um, I'm going to give you two minutes for each one. Uh, so we don't create a two hour episode here. What's the prize if I win? Do I get any money out of this? Uh, yeah, a thousand dollars from the government that they send out to everybody for uh, <laughs> for coronavirus disaster relief. I don't know. I, everything's made up. In, it's like huge lines. It anyway. Everything's made up, and the points don't matter. Right. So. Um, the first one here, two minutes on the clock, is discipline. Go. Okay, doing the things that you don't want to do, and and that's. That could be anything in life, or that could be for a lot of people leg day. Uh, it's it's doing the lift when you know you got to do it. Um, for me, that's uh, that's where discipline has really really helped is getting up in the morning when you don't want to, but knowing that you have something that you need to get done, and you go in and you do it. And and that's where discipline, especially in the weight room, has really really helped me because I always feel good. Even if you feel like crap when you're done, you, you always feel good about it and then you can reflect on it and, and you say to yourself, man, I'm, I'm so glad I ended up doing that. And when you do it once, then you can do it a second time, then you can do it a third time and then it becomes a habit and then that habit becomes ingrained and then that, in, that ingrained habit turns into a lifestyle and it can really, really take you a long way if you just buy into that. That's it for me on discipline. That only took a minute and 50 seconds. I would agree. Um, discipline, I think, for me can be wrapped up in doing the things you you should do instead of doing the things that you want to do. So you know you should do something even if you don't necessarily want to. It'll make you better. It'll make you feel better. Um, it's definitely huge. Uh, okay, number two, time management or planning. Go. That one is... I think a little bit more difficult in the gym, at least a planning piece. I've, I'm a firm believer that if you don't have a plan, and I know some people just, they go into the gym and they're just like, well, I know what I'm going to do. Uh, and, and that's it. But for me, I've always written out what I'm going to accomplish. And so I'm big, I'm a big like goal oriented. This is what I need to do today. Uh, so for me, planning is always really, really important. Time management was something that I learned more through football 
uh, of understanding where you need to be, when you need to be there, and doing what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. So time management was something that I understood more as a as a student athlete because it, it made me focus my time a little bit more. And then it helped into my lifestyle with working out, getting up early in the morning, understanding that if I want to hang out and, and do stuff with my family later on in the day, well, then I need to get up earlier in the morning to get my workout in. You know, it's very similar to what Jocko Willink talks about of, of getting up early because no one is up and getting what you need to get done, done. Discipline equals freedom, right? So when then that then that gives you the time to do the other things that you need to get done. So I intertwined all three. Yeah, that was good. I'm glad you tied in the uh, the time management. I think Coach Ben Bergeron, who is an elite level CrossFit coach, talks about this a little bit. What gets measured gets managed. So I think that's where the planning comes yes. into play in terms of writing out your workouts, having a plan, knowing what you're going to accomplish each day that you step foot into the gym. The time management, I'm glad you, yeah, talk, that's a good point. you touched on, is how you work out at 4 o'clock in the morning or whatever ungodly hour it is in order to be able to still do all the things that you want to do in the day knowing that you should exercise and lift and that it's good for you. Yeah. You know, kind of rearranging your schedule in order to do everything and have all the pieces of the puzzle fit together like that would be an integral part of time management. And also, too, just like stepping into a gym. I know for those that work out in commercial gyms um, – if you walk into the gym and all the squat racks are taken and it's leg day for you, okay, well, maybe you don't stand around waiting. You do some RDLs or something, right? So time management in that regard too. Yeah, I, I, I remember going through that as well at the commercial gyms. And while it was frustrating, it, it gave you the ability to adapt. So, you you know, be adaptable, be changeable. You know, you can't be and, – and that's where one area I struggle, especially with working out, you know – like my schedule calls for six days. If I don't get six days, then I feel like garbage, you know, like, cause I don't have the sense of accomplishment, you know, and that's, it's all about, okay, I've scheduled six days. I need to get six days. If I don't get six days, then to me, that's, that's a disappointment. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's one of those, you know, mental hurdles, right. That everyone has to conquer uh, right. regardless of what it is, which brings me right to my, the next one here, which is overcoming adversity. Go. That comes, I think, with life and experience as well, and and people surrounding yourself with the right people. But overcoming adversity—that's it's no different than you know failing at a lift. You know, if you're trying to bench press three fifteen and you don't get it, well, then you got to work backwards and think to yourself, why aren't you getting it? Is there a sticking point? Is there something that you're not doing? But not you know just giving up. Uh, that's not gonna. That's not gonna accomplish anything, you know. So you got to be able to 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 really reflect and say, okay, well, why am I missing this lift? I've been doing that a lot. I, I've got a terrible squat now. I think my squat is awful, and so I've been trying to go back and and figure out what are the best lifts for me that I can train and do so that I can get where I want to be, you know, because I have my own goals. So it's one of those things where not letting yourself give up because once you give up, then you're truly failed. But if you keep finding ways to push through it, eventually, eventually it'll happen for you. It's just one of those things that you have to, you have to have again, going back to the beginning discipline, and then you've got to manage your time correctly. And when you do all of those things, then you'll be able to overcome it. But, um, 
I wrote an article not long ago that talked about what are you going to do when your crisis comes, which is ironically now for a lot of people. It's it's I mean, it's a crisis now for a lot of people. A lot of people are facing adversity of unknown circumstances, you know, and that's really, really scary. And so you've got to find a way to push through it. I, I, whatever that way is, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, but that's, you know, that's how you do it. You just do it. You just do it. Nice way to sneak that one in there under the buzzer. I would agree. Uh, one, a quote that I had on my wall back in college was that adversity causes some men to break and others to break records. So, you know, mindset, yeah, mindset reframing, mindset shifting, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I don't remember who who said it, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, one of uh, one of my favorites would have to be uh, <laughs> surprise, surprise, Jim Rohn. Uh, never heard of he, him. Yeah, uh, he says it. <laughs> yeah, he he said it's it's not what happens; it's what you do that determines your future. I think that's so true, especially with overcoming adversity, because it's not you know what happens. He says what happens to us happens to us all, and so some people are going to take advantage of this. Someone's going to become a millionaire out of this situation. You 100%. wait and see. Somebody is going to have done something. Because what's in demand right now? Ventilators. People are paying premiums for ventilators. I was gonna say I hand mean, sanitizer. You're seeing <laughs> that too. But they don't they don't have enough ventilators, you know, they don't have enough respiratory masks. And so you're seeing people like Elon Musk. and I saw that there was a um a fashion designer that was using their tools and resources to, I think, sew masks and things like that. So you're seeing people who come from different trades come together, but you're also going to see people come out of this. I, I know they're 3D printing, I think, respirators too. You know, And so you're going to see at least one, at least one, if not a handful of people come out as of, of millionaires of being able to respond to a situation and being in the right place at the right time. Absolutely. Okay, so how about like coachability is the next one. Uh, that was something I always said as a coach. Are you coachable? Can you take criticism and can you uh, can you learn from it? You know, that's why we used to watch film after practice. You know, see what you did wrong, and then find a way to fix it. That's why you get so many people recording their lifts is so that they can get proper feedback from from people. Not from trolls, but from people who are, you know, who are genuine and they're, they're saying, Hey, this is wrong or try this or try that. And, uh, but also, you know, being, having enough humility to know, Hey, this isn't right. I need to, I need to lower the weight. Like for me, that's, that's one of the hardest things is, you know, because in my mind I can lift more, but my body is saying, no buddy, you, you ain't there yet. So, you know, that's one of the things for me, it's really been, it's, it's a, it's a humbling experience to know, to do what you know you can do, but to, you know, maybe do 10 pounds more next week, do five pounds more the next week, you know, is, and taking the lessons that other people are giving you the advice and saying, Hey, try this. And then you actually try it. If it works great, you know, so be a student 
be a student and 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 then decide whether or not the advice is right. Yeah, it was good. You tied in like two of the other ones that I had here in humility and uh, humbleness. But um, in regards to coachability, I mean, that directly translates into almost every job and career out there. Um, you know, I, I can relate this back personally to my experience. My first like legit job interview when I was in grad school for working in a microbiology lab, one of the questions I got asked in the interview was, how do you handle constructive criticism? And my answer was, I've been an athlete my entire life. I've been exposed to constructive criticism my entire life via coaching. And it's just trying to make you better, right? Like, there's no, there's nothing wrong with that, mm-hmm. right? Like I, you know, I want to be the best that I can be. I want the people that are around me to want me to be the best that I can be. So if that takes constructive criticism, coaching, whatever you want to call it, then so be it. If that's what it takes, that's what it takes, right? So um, right. I think that uh, the coachability aspect is huge in regards to its overlap with success in the real world. Um, patience and consistency. Uh, that's something that we had talked about in a previous episode was being consistently persistent or persistently consistent. You know, you could really put it either way. But, uh, you know, if you want to get good at deadlift, then you need to deadlift. If you want to get good at squats, then you need to squat. Uh, and one thing that I, I like about um, the West Side Barbell method is is not only do they squat, but they also then target what your weaknesses are, and then they hammer those out. And then that's going to help bring up your weak points, and and that's going to make you stronger the overall lift. And so you not you might not hit it today, but maybe you'll hit it in two weeks. Maybe you'll hit it in three weeks. And that's where you have to understand like strength conditioning or strength training is not anybody who, who's done it long enough knows that it's not an overnight thing. And I heard Simon Sinek talk about this, right? And, and he used it with, with uh, uh, he, he, he was using the analogy of, of, of losing weight to the analogy of or the comparison of like falling in love, right? And the idea is you don't just go on a date with somebody and say, oh, well, I'm in love, you know, and, uh, it, it, but after, you know, if you've been dating someone, he says, if you've been dating someone for seven years and, and someone asks, well, are you guys married? And, and you say, no, then they, then they might say, well, what's wrong? Is, is there something wrong? And, and so his, his theory is, is that it takes longer than seven days and less than seven years, but there's, you don't know when all of a sudden it, it's just there. Right. And so, when I lost all of my weight, uh, I didn't lose 90 pounds in seven days. I lost it. I lost it in seven months, you know? And so that was something of understanding. That's where it goes back to having the goals, time management and planning. And you got to look at the long, uh, the long phase, even though I know I'm going over the time, but that's where too doing the same thing over and over again, every single day, the consistency, uh, but knowing that the results aren't going to be immediate. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, to circle back to an earlier point in this episode, I don't think Julius Maddox bench pressed 770 pounds after a week of training. Um, you know, I don't think Thor deadlifted 1,026 pounds after a week of training. And in the same token, on a more personal level, I know when I was swimming um, competitively in college and stuff, we trained all year 
just for the chance to taper down at championships for one weekend, right? So you knew you had to go in and put the work in every day and that your regular season meets might not be your best because you're tired from training, but at the, like, it's all going to be worth it when you taper down the last two, three weeks of a season, uh, in order to peak for championships. So, you know, trust the process, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, et cetera. Uh, we already did kind of handling failure tied in with overcoming adversity. So the last one I have here is confidence. If you don't have confidence in what you're doing, then it's never going to work. And having confidence is something that for some people it might, it might take a long time, but having confidence also knows is knowing that other people are going to they're going to hate, they're going to mock, they're going to tell you that you can't do it and not listening to it. I think that's part of what confidence is all about. One of my favorite lines from Jordan Peterson, it's from his book, 12 Rules of Life, and it comes from his first chapter in the book, Stand Up Straight With Your Shoulders Back. That's confidence. That is confidence. Standing up straight with your shoulders back and saying, you know, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to be. In the midst of failure, too, right? Because that shows that you can overcome, you know, overcome those things. That is confidence to me. And and knowing that even though you didn't get it right, like I think confidence encompasses all the things that we had talked about previously. Like if you can do all of these, you're a confident person, right? I mean, <laughs> if you have discipline if you work, if you have time management and can have good planning skills, you overcome adversity. You're coachable, right? You're resilient. <laughs> you know, you have patience. You're consistent. You're persistent. You know how to handle failure. Like that's confidence. All of that is a descriptor of confidence. Knowing that you're going to have all of those things hit you at some point in time, and and being able to get through it, like that's confidence. Stand up straight with your shoulders back and be a badass. And do you think that – I'm going to stop the timer here. I have a follow-up question. Do you think that lifting weights, exercising, the health and fitness lifestyle helps to increase confidence? Do you think you are as confident as you are as a person because of the you know your weight loss journey and what you've gone through? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, because it shows you what you're capable of doing as an individual. That, good. Thank you. That's where I wanted you to go with that. <laughs> I was trying to get that answer out of you. Yeah. It it shows you, you know, because it's for me, it's it's so much more than just it's just it's so much more than just fitness. But, you know, the fitness pieces has has really opened up a lot of potential. And for some people that they're just starting. But, you know, for other people, for some people, they lift and they lift and they lift and it's just never, ever good enough. And, and that's where some people will teeter back and forth, you know? Um, but I'm confident enough in myself to know that I don't need to squat 600 pounds. It would be nice. Sure would. Am I ever going to get, am I ever going to get there? I don't know. But right now I'm just trying to do the best that I can today. Tomorrow I'm going to do the best that I can tomorrow. And then I go from there, you know? And, and so that's where for me that's where i'm at and i'm confident in knowing that yeah what uh i forget who said it but confidence isn't walking into a room and hoping people liking hoping that people like you 
confidence is walking into a room and knowing that you'll be okay if they don't, right? Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. But I also think that, you know, I am more confident as a person since I started lifting and strength training than I was beforehand, just feeling better about myself in general. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, liking what I see in the mirror every morning to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the feeling of after hitting a huge lift and being like, oh, shit, like that was kind of cool. Like that felt good. Yeah. You know, like, right. <laughs> so um, those are all of the different life lessons I had. If anybody has any more that they'd like us to talk about, feel free to DM us them and maybe we can do this again and circle back and follow up or. I don't know. What did you think about this whole two-minute drill format, Sean? Did you like that? Did you not like that? We could maybe yeah, try and good. incorporate it to to other aspects I'm as always, well. Uh, yeah, I'm always down for for uh, little tweaks here and there. Cool. So, got a couple questions here at the end uh, that we can wrap up with. So, number one, DM questions, that is. Number one, Sean, what are your thoughts on expanding your home gym to the garage for more space? Um. We, my wife and I have discussed that. We've talked about it right now. It, like, I don't, it's cold out there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's cold. I've worked out in the garage before when our house was being built and I, it was miserable, absolutely miserable. And, um, if we, if we decide to get to that point, we've got some ideas in place. Um, when we when we were building our house, uh, we we specifically had the uh, the ceiling uh, raised, and so we don't have a standard ceiling in our basement. It's actually raised a foot taller, specifically because of the gym. That's awesome. So I'm going to stay down there until I I just can't anymore. Uh, so right now I'm I still have a little bit more space left. I might have to move a few things around if anything else gets picked up. But um, if push comes to shove, eventually that might it might be where I need to go. But right now, I'm I'm still in the basement. I like being in the basement. It's kind of nice. I know some people are more of the garage people, and that's that's fine. I, I might end up becoming one of those people too. But right now, it's I I like. I like having it in the in the basement. It's it's served its purpose well for me. Yeah, I can. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't have any experience in this field, but I can imagine that having the garage is probably really nice in the spring, summer, fall when you can throw the door open. Yeah. Uh, in the winter, it probably sucks a lot more because, like you said, it's cold. <laughs> so it's very cold. Yeah. All right. Question number two. We talked about this one before. I think this was actually on the very first episode, but. Um, as time changes, answers can change too. So what motivates you guys to work out? And I think this is a big, you know, overarching theme here that we can continue to circle back to as we continue to record and grow as people when the podcast grows and stuff like that. So you can, uh, you can hit this one first. Okay. So my lifting journey or strength and conditioning journey started, you know, with the purpose of I was an athlete, we had strength and conditioning workouts, stuff like that. So what motivated me was to be a better athlete originally, right? Um, wanted to get bigger, faster, stronger, more flexible, uh, all the above. After my athletic career ended, what motivated me was not getting really fat. Um, and I kind of gravitated towards strength training because seeing powerlifters in the gym I was working at or like on Instagram or social media – lifting more than just any other person was really, really cool to me. 
And I thought, oh, that would be cool. And I realized you didn't have to do any cardio. And that was really appealing to me. (laughs) Uh, That was really appealing to me. So I gravitated towards strength training in that regard. Uh, Obviously, time changes. Now I'm doing this whole running thing. What motivated me for that was something that I've never done before, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, The discipline it would take to do the same thing five days a week and the mental fortitude to be able to go out and run for 45 minutes to an hour straight was something that I wanted to strive to do because I had never done it before, right? So for me, the motivation factor now is accomplishing something that I never thought I could do in that regard. But one of the overarching themes throughout my entire, I don't know what we're closing in on, about 10 years worth of working out and fitness and stuff like that through, you know, all through high school, college, grad school, and now um, is that I've had the the discipline, and we talked about this before, you know, the discipline to do it day in and day out, right? Regardless of what it is that I've been chasing, I've had the the ability to wake up even on days I didn't feel like it and get the work in. So, you know, motivation changes. For me, it has definitely changed throughout the course of the last decade or so. Um, but the overarching theme of just wanting to be better at what I'm training for has been there. So super long answer, but that's about as good as I can describe it. Yeah. Mine's not that far off. I mean, as uh, you know, when I was playing football in college, that the, the ultimate goal of strength training, right? The number one reason people strength train, it's, it, it's injury prevention, right? And so strength training for us for football was to get bigger, stronger, stronger and faster and to prevent injuries. And, and when I was done playing football, you know, I was 320 pounds. And so that was something that we had talked about in the, in the last podcast about how I lost all the weight, but that's actually like, to me, that's where I think I discovered fitness and I wasn't just lifting weights. You know, I was very mindless because we were always told what we had to do. So I never had to worry right. about it. Like I knew it was going in. It's like, okay, we're squatting today or we're benching today. Like I never had to worry about it. Like, okay, well, we're going to run shit. Like I hate running. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, we're, it was already prescribed for me. So I never, I, I never took the time to even think about it. Um, and so once I was on my own, all of a sudden I had to, I had to do some extra learning. And that's, I think, really where I discovered more fitness with within strength training, and and so once I lost all of the weight, I thought, wow, you know, that was pretty neat. And uh, and, and so ever since then, it, it just kind of grew, and it's it's become uh, a great lifestyle. It was something I've become very very passionate about, and uh, it's something that I take a lot of pride in. I'm a big believer of the quote, take pride in how you work, take pride in how you look. Yep. And there, I think there's, there's, a lot, uh, there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, I agree. Um, one more thing I didn't touch on would be that I work out in the afternoon. It's kind of a therapeutic escape for me too. My escape from reality for an hour, hour and a half, however long I get. Um, kind of just like a de-stressing you know, mechanism. So that would also probably be... I don't know if you can consider that a motivating factor, but a reason for sure. Um, I think it could be. Last question here would be, this is like a hypothetical. Who would win in a deadlift squat matchup? Sean, you have to deadlift Bryce's body weight for reps 
and Bryce, you have to squat Sean's body weight for reps. Yeah, that's tough. I think you'd end up winning because you're like a foot shorter than me. Yeah, but your body weight's heavier than mine. Maybe, but not by much. Well, what are you at right now? I know I was 229 on Friday morning, so it's Sunday. So 230, we'll round it off. I don't know. I haven't weighed myself in like a month. Good. Um, but I've been floating around 245, 250. Okay. I would probably, I I would assume I'm probably still right around that range. Okay. My pants all fit the same, so I haven't put on extra weight. So there you go. That's I, good. I would uh, I would say safely assume I haven't made the wrong type of coronavirus gains. <laughs> um, I would say I'm probably right around two forty five, two fifty. Hmm. This is tough, man. I don't know. But I don't know. It it would uh, it would really be uh, interesting to say the least. Two thirty, repping two thirty on deadlift. I, I don't know. I could. I could probably wrap that out for a little while. That was the only thing I had to do. Yeah, and another wrench into this is that from the running, my strength has gone into the absolute shitter. So you, you at your peak would would probably outperform me. I would. Yeah, say. Yeah, but if we had to do this tomorrow, you would torch me into next century. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> There's a chance. We should try it sometime when gyms open back up and I have a place I can squat at. All right, maybe maybe we'll do a virtual one. All right, and we'll fi- we'll find out who uh, who's got the better of it. I know for reference, in I only remember this because I did it once. I squatted two twenty five for reps once, and it was back in November of twenty seventeen. Now I had like just started figuring out what I was doing in the gym at that point, uh, in terms of like strength training, and I was doing it just for kicks and giggles. Uh, no belt, no sleeves, no squat shoes. I was in sneakers. It was about as raw as can be. I did 225 for 25 reps after a 5x5 five five with like a heavier weight. So I'd like to think I could probably do 250 for maybe 20 to 25 reps at this point. Maybe, maybe not. So, but you could deadlift 225, 230 forever, I feel like. So there's, I, I think I could probably get, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you the number, but I think I could surpass that. Yeah. We're going to make this happen. When gyms open back up, we're doing this. Or you put a, uh, you get stir crazy and you buy a barbell and put it in your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) You get the pounding from the floor beneath you if the weight doesn't fall through the floor. Yeah. Oh, boy. We'll see. We'll test it out. But uh, that's all I have for today's episode, pal. Do you have any closing remarks? Keep your social distance right now. I mean, I don't want to stay inside. You know, we just, everybody has to do their part right now. So we all got to, we all got to find a way to get through it. Let's do it together and get it done. Yeah. I would, uh, in addition to that, obviously that's a huge part of it too, but another one would just be that everyone's dealing with some shit right now, obviously. So like trying to be nice to people, um, you know, everyone's, you know, anxiety might be a little higher. Stress might be a little higher because of all this. So, you know, just, be cognizant of that be mindful of that try to be nice to people um that would be the only additional piece i have to add to the social distancing thing yeah what's the uh, what's the simple term don't be a dick yeah there you go okay until next time guys keep it strong keep it safe be your best to you and uh just be better see ya